Welcome to Lifestyle Listener, a weekly podcast helping you find a more balanced life. I'm Samantha, a certified integrative nutrition health coach, and along with my friend Jessica, we're going to take a more holistic approach to help break down the barriers you face when it comes to your own health and wellness. So join us as we tackle life, one conversation at a time. Welcome to the Lifestyle Listener Podcast, and I am your host, Samantha, and I am here with my friend, Jessica. Hey, Jessica. Hey, Samantha. How's it going today? It's pretty good. It's in November, and we're getting close to Thanksgiving oh, next, next week, and so <laughs> I told my husband the other day, I was like, man, it's really sad, but I'm just wishing it was January and we would be done with this season. And just that get is, it over with. <laughs> yeah. And that is not the way to look at it. No, that is I not understand. the way to look at it. So, you know, with that being said, I actually think that's a great segue into what we're about to talk about right. today. Yes. So um, what we have on the docket today is it's actually a book that Jessica gave me and she challenged me. She's like, you need to read this book. It's It's not very big. But it is a wisdom book, and it's called The Four Agreements, and it's a Toltec wisdom book by Don Miguel Ruiz, and it was an awesome read. I highly recommend this book because it really does give you four basic steps on how to just let stuff go. Yeah. Um, And the one thing that we're going to try and talk about today, because again, like this would have to be multiple podcasts because it's a lot of good information here. But the one thing that we we wanted to try and hit on today is the, the, the first agreement, which is to be impeccable with your word. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So Jessica, why don't you start us off with this? Because since you're the one that introduced the book uh, to me. Yeah. Well, this book came out actually, if you can believe it, uh, like late nineties, early two thousands. And, um, I remember it was a big hit. I don't know. Had you ever heard of it before? I had not. Well, it was a big hit. And I remember it being in college and I picked up the book and I, and I read it and I was like, this is crazy. Like I couldn't, <laughs> cause it talks about Toltec wisdom and some magic and, you know, um, and, and we're living in dreams and, you know, so yeah. I just wasn't, I wasn't there yet. I wasn't ready for the book. And then about 10 years later, I, you know, ended up, I started going to therapy. Um, it was my first time in my late twenties and, uh, my, my, uh, counselor, this was the first book she recommended. So oh, wow. she did cognitive behavioral therapy and it was a lot of reading books. And, you know, so this was, this is a great intro book. If you're wanting any kind of self-work, self-help, um, you know, how to make your life better. This is really, I feel kind of like an intro gateway into mm-hmm. it, breaking it down into some pretty concrete areas and you can, that you can work on. Um, and you can take it one chapter at a time and one agreement at a time and work on that for a while and then go to the next agreement. And mm-hmm. so the first agreement, uh, I, I actually, you know, I thought, oh, this would be a great book you know, I, I'm sharing you my infinite wisdom in this book, right? I thought, and oh, I Sam- Samantha needs this. And I loved it because it was literally like, you know, a hundred and maybe 30 pages. And I'm like, I got this. Yeah, yeah. right, right. And so I thought I was doing Samantha a favor, which, you know, as the universe always shows itself, I picked up the book again and I was like, oh my gosh, I have, 
I need this book so much right now. Mm -hmm. And I think being a mother, um, you know, anyway, I think everybody needs it, but, um, the first agreement, which is being impeccable with your word, you can think, okay, yeah, you know, be kind, be nice, hashtag be kind, you know, to everybody and don't say mean things and, you know, don't talk about people behind their backs and all that, but gossiping. Yeah. Yeah. And that's all easy to say. I mean, that's kind of common sense stuff, but I like how he does go into depth with more of that. Um, because his whole idea, so when you're in the beginning of this book, when I, I was like writing and highlighting all kinds of stuff in here. Um, but, you know, I was telling Jessica, I was like, gosh, I see a lot of connections in some of the podcasts that we've had previously and the, and the topics that we are choosing to, to discuss and, and hone in on because a lot of the issues that we are trying to bring to light um, with these podcasts, I feel has a direct connection with this impeccability of the word, you know, whether it's how we talk about ourselves um, or how you talk about other people. And and so um, one of the things he had said, and I wrote, I, I wrote this down because everybody's always got this fear. I mean, we, a lot of us, li- I mean, a majority of us live in some kind of a fear mm-hmm. it, it, and that fear can be, many different things, whether, you know, people have a fear of gaining weight or a fear of heights or a fear of the unknown or fear of failure or whatever it might be. It's the fact that a lot of our motivation comes from fear. And what he is trying to do in this book is to squelch that and have the motivation come from something deeper and more solid and nothing Mm fear-based. But he said in here, you know, we pretend to be what we are not because we are afraid of being rejected. And the fear of being rejected becomes the fear of not being good enough. And I, I mean, Jessica, I don't know about you, but that, I mean, I wrote it, I obviously underlined it for a reason because I see that so much around me in mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. Um, and even in myself, you know, of, of nobody wants to be rejected. And, and I have a problem that I constantly work on with me trying to be like, I am good enough. Mm-hmm. I am good enough. I don't need to try and be better at this or that because you know, that that's not who I am. Right. Right. And I think that a big part of it, you know, for me that I was thinking about is every time I tell myself that I should be doing this as a mother, or I should be doing this for my self care, Mm -hmm. or I should be a better wife, or I should be, I, you know, I wish I could have done this, this, and this at work today, but I just didn't get it done. Um, All of those things, I didn't necessarily look at them as negative negative getting down on me. I just Mm -hmm. was always like, I can do better. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, whenever I am saying those things to myself, I'm making an agreement with myself that who I am, that self-talk of who I am right now is not enough. Mm -hmm. And so to be impeccable with your word is to be impeccable with your word, not only towards others, but towards yourself. Mm -hmm. And I just, I was like, gosh, you know, I just, I talk down to myself all day, every day. It's like, you know, oh yeah, I forgot the milk. 
you know, and then I'm like, gosh, I wish I wouldn't have done that. Now I got to go to the store and Mm -hmm. I got to go pick it back up and blah, blah, blah. And again, these are common conversations that people have internally all day long. Mm -hmm. I wish I wouldn't have forgot the diapers or I wish I would have, you know, put the thing in the crock pot today. Mm -hmm. And, and you don't think necessarily that that is a negative word against yourself. You don't think that you just think, oh man, darn it. Yeah. But it can start to actually get to be something where you're talking down to yourself and you're beating yourself up about things that, you know, are commonplace and normal and don't make you any worse of a pro- a person. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Um, because I think that that puts such a negative energy on us. Yeah. And, you know, and, and he was talking about, um, you know, how this this whole world is created based on, you know, ideas that have been implemented from other things and how, you know, we, we live, uh, he was talking about like the dreams and living in a dream, a dream world where we think this is how it should be. This is what it's supposed to be like. And so when we, when that doesn't happen for us, then we feel like we have this failure and, and it, and we're not doing something right. And then, you know, and, and we're not talking right to ourselves because of that. And it's like, you said, you know, I mean, everybody probably has that inner conversation like, oh my gosh, I totally forgot to do X, Y, and Z. And depending on who it is, you know, it, it you can be like, gosh, I'm such an idiot. You know, oh, why do I have to be so stupid? And that's not being fair to me if I'm saying those things about myself, because then I'm just bringing more of that negative energy into my house and around me into my mindset. And then that in, in that in turn will spill over into the other people that I am around, whether it's my family or friends or the person I'm next to me in the checkout line. Um, But one of the things he had said about this first agreement with being impeccable with your word is being impeccable with your word is the correct use of your energy. It means to use your energy in the direction of truth and love for yourself. And if you don't make an agreement with yourself to be impeccable with your word, just with that intention, the truth will manifest through you and clean all the emotional poisons that exist within you. Right. So, yeah. And I, you know, I was even thinking that, you know, after I read this, it really got me thinking about, just even the way I, I think and react towards my children mm-hmm. internally. Mm-hmm. So I remain calm on the outside and I, you know, say, you know, no, you can't flush the, the, you know, action figure down the toilet or <laughs> we can't use a Sharpie on the couch. You know, you know, you remain calm and you teach them, you take them through that. But internally I'm like screaming, like, what the F are you thinking? <laughs> you know, now Why would you do yeah. that? And then I got, and then are I, you talk, an idiot? yeah, yeah. I uh-huh. talked to my husband. I'm like, yeah. And then this happened and this happened. And can you believe that? You know? So even though, again, I might be calm and loving and, and, and educating my children mm-hmm. internally, I'm saying something different, which is not being impeccable with my word because I'm only making my life harder. Right. Right. You right. know, like cha- what- your, your mindset is staying in that rut Yes, because of the, the words that yes. you're using. Yeah. And then I forgot to put the crock pot on and then I forgot to do this. And then we've got laundry up to our eyeballs again and I haven't folded it, you know, and then, no, I don't know where your belt is, you yeah. know? And so like your it- shoes, why do you not have your shoes? Yeah. Yeah. And so then I have had a terrible day mm-hmm. all because I have made, 
I have been using my word against me. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't use my word too terribly much against others. I'm pretty, I'm pretty kind and compassionate, mm-hmm. but I'm using it all day long in within an internal dialogue that keeps me not in a dream state of happiness, but in a nightmare. Right. You know? Yes. And that nightmare and that fear. And, and I don't know if you do, I mean, I have all, a lot of times, especially when it comes to parenting, because you know, we, we always are out there trying to do our best when it comes to apparently, I know, you know, we've talked about this and there are so many quote unquote failures that I've had as a parent. Um, but then, you know, I have to stop and remember, you know what, really like, yeah, those are missteps and mistakes, but I don't think I have completely screwed my kids up because, you know, in the long run, I, I try and, stop and like rebrand like if we've had an argument or a disagreement yeah. then I always go back and then I talk with them so that we can talk about the argument or the disagreement to either make apologies or understand where it came from or how did it get how did we get to that point because I feel like at least then you know we're addressing the words that we have said to each other and you know and and understanding where that came from and and the emotions that that drove that conversation but then I still have that guilt of if I had just kept my cool longer, if I had just not yelled this, or if I just not had lost it over something simple like that, you know, then it would, I just, I would have been a better parent. And so, you know, it, reading this and actually I have to say, I have to go back and read it again because there, there's so much great information. It's one of those, like, you just need to reread it and reread it. Yeah. To kind of get it to, you know, really solidify in your mind to start living it. Um, but yeah, I get that, you know, that miserable feeling of, uh, I, again, I did it again. Right. Right. And then, and there's, so there's a, there's two parts. Well, there's actually really three parts of be an impeccable word. And there's probably more if you were to ask the author, but the way I viewed it was it was being impeccable with your word towards other others being impeccable with your word towards yourself and then and then re- evaluating the agreements you're making with society based on the word mm-hmm. so you see a billboard that tells you that you know you should be working out if you want to feel good or you know um you know doing what xyz mm-hmm. And you read that billboard and with that word, not the, the written word, not the spoken word in this context, you are either choosing to buy into that agreement mm-hmm. and say, I agree. Mm-hmm. And so therefore that's going to become my dream is the, 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 my dream, my dream world state, you know, mm-hmm. my, cause you can't prove that you're, you'll never be able to really prove you're here. Right. You know, you can yeah. get into philosophy about, about all that. Right. But so live, you're creating your world today. And so you create that agreement that says, yes, I believe three times a week for working out is what's going to lead to my happiness. I believe that agreement. I believe that word. I am going to internalize that word and make that part of my life, make that part of my agreement. So then if I don't work out three times a day or three times a week, then I am now breaking the agreement and then putting potentially weight on why I'm not achieving it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I didn't do a good job. This is the only way to happiness, all those kinds of things. So, so again, de- determining what agreements and what, what words you choose in this world to, to actually 
um, to actually buy into is just as important about the words you say or the words you say to yourself or mm-hmm. to others. It's also mm-hmm. about what you choose to buy into to create your dream, to right. create your world. Yeah. What you, know? you see is what it, what it takes to make you happy. Right. And I think we see that so often as that people buy into these various agreements, whether they're going to start a new diet plan or an exercise regimen, or maybe they need to start juicing more because that's going to make them healthier and happier. Cause I see all these people who with glowing skin and really white eyes and, right. you know, cause they've been juicing. Well, I should do that. Um, and so they're making this agreement with them themselves and deciding that's what's going to do. But, but, you know, then, then when they start into that lifestyle and then it's like, are they really being happy? Cause now they're getting frustrated because then they, it's so expensive to juice all these vegetables or it's so expensive to to live a vegan lifestyle or this, because I got to buy all this organic meat, meatless product and, and things like that. And then they're like, well, do I really even like the taste of, of station burgers or whatever it is, you know? And, and so, um, because they had gone into that agreement of this is the way I'm supposed to be living, this is how my world needs to look instead of, of maybe looking a little deeper inward to know what it is that makes them happy. They're looking at, you know, that outside source of information and letting that make the decision for them. Right. Right. Because the person that has the power, um, in a lot of times, you, you internally, you as a person have the power and we give our power 110% freely to everybody else. Mm-hmm. We say, oh, there's a, there's an article out there that says, you know, juicing celery for 10 days and I'll drop 10 pounds and I'll feel better. And so you buy into that agreement. You buy into that article because somebody that had some power got some airtime on Yahoo mm-hmm. and you now believe it, you know, mm-hmm. and it was sponsored by the juicing, you know, some big juicer or whatever. And so again, you know, you have the power and you, we give it away freely exactly. to everybody else. And we don't really, a, a lot of times it's un, un, um, conscious yeah. that we're making these agreements. Yeah. You know, um, and so I do it. I, I, this is a, this is agree. The first agreement that he says in there, that if you can master the first agreement, I mean, your life will be so much better. Like if you don't master the other three, okay. Mm-hmm. But the first agreement is going to change your, your life. Right. You know, and I have to work on it every day because I unconsciously buy into so many things mm-hmm. that I, I, you know, I never thought, I never thought about it. No, because I'd, I'd never actually been presented in that notion of that. I'm buying into somebody else's agreement to make myself happy. It was just like, Oh, that's what I should try because that's, what's going to work for me. It worked for them. Why not? And, and I, you know, going into that mindset with anything, I mean, the power of that one word, whether it's written or spoken can make, like you were saying, it can make or break a life. It can build up somebody or can tear them down. It can, you know, keep someone stuck maybe in like some kind of a preconceived idea or a notion that they, they figure is, is what works for them. But then they're, they're not, they're still living in that fear of whatever it is, whether, you know, most of the time it's, I keep going back to this because it's, it tends to be something we talk a lot about is a weight gain, that fear of, oh my gosh, I can't, 
go out and enjoy that piece of birthday cake or this or that, because it's going to make me gain weight. Right. You know, it's a fear right. because they have bought into this notion that they have to look a certain size or be a certain weight or be a certain BMI to be quote unquote healthy. Right. right. And I think one of the best illustrations that he had in this one section of the book, um, especially cause I love, um, history, world war two history, but he talked about Hitler mm-hmm. and how, Look at how his word yes. changed an entire country yes. and almost wiped an entire race out. It changed the world. It, it, it did. We still have repercussions from what he had done Absolutely. with his word. And, and so I just, you know, I was like, holy cow. Like, I totally get where he's coming with now, you know. Because he's right. I mean, and it's kind of like, you know, you we, t- we talk about people who have suffered from eating disorders or other kind of disordered eating situations and and they got triggers. You know, mm-hmm. we talked about trigger stuff and, and it just takes, especially someone who's recovering from an eating disorder of some kind or a, a, some other emotional situation that it just takes one trigger word to make them tailspin back to square one. Mm-hmm. And and so, you know, I, that's where I, I kept going back to as I was reading this based on, you know, my own personal experiences and, and based on, you know, my own knowledge is that, you know, I, I am always trying to be so mindful of how I talk about weight and health and exercising because I understand those trigger words. I understand that kind of a reaction only because I've personally experienced mm, that. Right. And so it's like just to have him say, you know, impeccability with your word is essential. Yes. In terms of finding that freedom, that 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 happiness that we seem to always be striving for. Yeah. And and you can break the agreement. Mm-hmm. You can break the agreement at any time, mm-hmm. you know, um, and that and that brings the power back into your hands. I mean, we're all living in sandcastles here. Yeah. You know, they're all straw huts. I mean, right. they can be you can build another straw hut with something else. I mean, mm-hmm. like it's just we have made we've made and created our lives and it can be recreated every single day. Mm-hmm. You don't have to continue down path X mm-hmm. because that was the path you, you started on. Mm-hmm. I mean, the agreements can be broken yeah, and you can start down another path, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. because again, those most likely your agreements were not based on who you are as a person. Right. They weren't based on, you know, maybe your core beliefs and yourself. They were based on, on somebody else in a powerful position telling you what you were supposed to believe and what you were supposed to do mm-hmm. and coming down even to just, I mean, it doesn't have to be weight and food, but you know, if you want to get married, if you want to have kids, if you want to buy a house, if, you know, if you want, like whatever you want out of life, it doesn't have to be, you don't have to make that agreement and you don't have to buy into that idea of what, of what society, you know, is telling you is, is the appropriate path, mm-hmm. you know, break the agreement if it doesn't feel right within your soul. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. And I completely agree with you on that. Um, because as I was taking notes and kind of brainstorming, um, with this section of the book, I, 
was journaling and and I was trying to think, of, you know, inwardly, okay, well, how do I typically misuse my word? And, you know, I'd said this before, like parenting is kind of, I think that is probably one of my weakest links when it, when it comes to trying to be impeccable with my word, because I feel like I make so many mistakes only because, you know, maybe because I am buying into what, I, you know, other agreements and, and especially like, I don't know if, if you ever did this, but you know, when I had my first child, I, I had subscribed to like the parenting magazine and, you know, read all the mat, you know, trying mm-hmm. to get the latest tips and the greatest ideas and looked mm-hmm. on Pinterest, like, Oh, what's, you know, thinking those are going to be the things that are going to make me a really great mom. Sure. You know, I'm going to do the crafty stuff and sure. we're going to bake and we're going to do all the right things that are educational and, sure. you know, and all that kind of stuff. Cause I bought into, because I'd had people before me, kind of like giving this like, oh, this is, this is what's really great as a parent. You need this or you need that, you know, and, and, you know, and come come to find out, I never, you know, I ended up canceling subscriptions to magazines because I never read them because Mm -hmm. I would read that and be like, oh yes, I should do that. And then I would try and do it, but then I wouldn't stay with it. Then I would feel like a failure, right you know, and then I would tell myself, you're not being a great parent because you're not able to hold up to what this individual is telling you to do. Right. And, and so I, when I was thinking back, I'm like, that's probably where my biggest misuse of the word comes from is parenting because I, I'm trying to, to maybe live it based on maybe what I see in other parents or maybe how I think, you know, maybe I'm told in, in church on how to do things or that, you know, or maybe how other parents have told, you know, other moms and stuff, listen to different advice that, you know, I think, okay, well, that's the way I need to do it because, you know, their, their kids seem pretty normal or, you know, when, when my kids and my family is, is individualized, I mean, it, we're all like that. We're all individualized. And, and so it's not always going to work. And when I don't end up following that, then I get frustrated and angry. And then, you know, that spiral just goes further down and it's destructive, you know, like, like you, like he was saying, like it can, make or break a life. It can build up or tear down. Then I end, I'm tearing down because I'm letting the anger and frustration I'm having of myself right. take over. Right. No, I agree. I completely agree. And, and I am, um, I hope that made sense. <laughs> it does. It does. And, and I am very hard on myself and I don't think I I've always known that. And, mm-hmm. you know, one time, you know, my therapist had said, you know, um, you know, she wanted to address my perfectionist tendencies. And I was like, I don't know what you're talking about, but I'm not a perfectionist. And she's like, (laughs) okay, maybe we should talk about that. (laughs) You know? (laughs) So, um, but really, (laughs) yeah, but I, I, I recognize now the perfectionism in me because when something falls apart or is not going as planned, it's a domino effect to where I start thinking about how well and now the laundry's not done and now I'm behind on bills and now this is not happening and we were supposed to go apple picking but that didn't happen mm-hmm. and you know my kids are never going to have memories and I don't even know if we can get to see Santa this year because we didn't <laughs> we didn't go last year you know and there's people having you know 
photo shoots with Santa, you know, for 500 um, bucks. And uh-huh. they got, I, I'm, yes. I'm like, honey, put on your Nike shirt and maybe some ra- matching socks and let's go see this big guy. Yeah, let's you go know? see the guy with the beard. Yeah, 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 at the mall. I know. You know, yeah. of all places. So yeah. I just, I start getting down on myself about, Again, it might have started with one little, you know, camel straw back kind of situation. It was like, you know, I didn't get the towels folded. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, I've created this snowball effect about how my life is going, you know, into complete shambles and wrong (laughs) and down the tubes. And it's like, you know, and I'm creating that, you know, yeah. because I'm not being careful and impeccable with my word, with my word to mm-hmm. myself, mm-hmm. you know, so I, I have work to do in that area because I have a fabulous life. I really do. Yeah. And I'm not saying that, that I don't get to be sad or upset or frustrated or anything. And that we always have to be smiling and happy. I'm not saying that. I just, you know, you can really, you can really create a lot of destruction if you just allow yourself to get swept up in that. Right. No, I agree. Cause I mean, we're both kind of in the same boat. It's not like my life is so bad and hard. Cause it's not, I mean, my, it's not. Um, and I think, you know, the one way that I can change, you know, a lot of things that I personally experience is, is just with me being more impeccable with my, with my word to right. myself, you right. know, and that, and that has, I mean, that's a work in progress. I mean, I feel like we, we all could, could take away from that and, and learn something from this whole first agreement of, totally, of doing it. Yeah. So, yeah. um, so yeah, I, and I, I also think that there is a huge connection with, you know, the topics that we've had talked about in the past and being impeccable with the word, in relation to how it is with our health and uh, not only our physical health, but our mental health. Yeah, no, I completely agree. You know, just sitting here talk, talking and listening to you, I was thinking about how I had said that his agreement was kind of like the word towards yourself or towards others or or making making agreements with uh, verbal or, or um, nonverbal communication and what you choose in your dream. But, you know, also... I was thinking about, you know, how I personally can be creating as a fourth aspect of his book, how I can be creating a dream or a nightmare for others mm-hmm. as well, mm-hmm. you know, because I believe in energy and, oh, you yeah, know, me too. and, and being kind and everything does help the greater good. And so even maybe if I'm not outwardly saying it, um, I remember just the other day I was listening to my kids play and one of them got upset and they go (laughs) and I was like that sounds like me I have done that many times and so they're like you know they're learning how to communicate their frustrations and so um, I was like yeah my kids pick up on my actions too yeah and so I'm teaching my children agreements Mm -hmm. and I'm teaching the word to them every single day whether it's verbal or nonverbal, and how to use it towards themselves and how to use it towards others and you know again I don't want my kids living in a nightmare where they've communicated to themselves how they should have been this, that, or the other, or could right. have done more, or could have achieved more, or been better, or whatnot. Like I don't want to. I don't want that agreement. Mm-hmm. That should. That's. I want to break that cord. That's not an agreement I want my children to have. Right. You know. Yeah. So just 
again, thinking about how my actions and my agreements and my word can be creating, again, it's affecting somebody else's dream. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and with that, you know, because parenting was my big thing when it came to how I misused the word and the peccability of it. And this, the second one that I had wrote down, which, you know, I know we've talked about this as well is how I talk to myself. And I mean, I know even you've said this, like you've looked at me and be like, Oh, but you're like the embodiment of health and this and that, you know, but you know, it's, I don't always feel that way. You know what I mean? And, and the way that I talk to myself and I think, because, you know, when, when you get into the area that I am, that I love and, and, and want to help promote and, and be a part of is that health and wellness industry. But you also have to really be careful with how you go forward with that, because there are so many things out there, agreements um, per se, that are telling people this is going to make them be healthy and this is going to make them be healthy, which I, you know, I, I haven't, I don't want to promote that aspect of being a healthy individual because I am all about trying to really learn to listen to the myself, like my, my intuition, what, what my body is telling me, what my mind can tell me. And that doesn't come from any kind of an outside agreement. I need to make sure that the agreement I have with myself is solid. Um, But that is something I have to work on all the time because, you know, if I'm letting anger and frustration at, at my, what I see as failures get a hold of me, then that spills over into other aspects of my life. And then I'm, I'm further, you know, being down on myself. And all I need to really try and remember is just like to stop and take a deep breath and be like, okay, I need to regroup here because I can tell I'm going down this negative spiral of worthlessness. You know what I'm I mean, is, I yeah. guess is that because that, I mean, that happens to me and I, I'm a pretty positive person and I, but you know, we all have moments in our our weeks, or our days or whatever. Um, like I was a few weeks ago when I was just rock bottom, just so just mentally tired and I had not taken care of myself. And it was easy for those negative agreements and those old school agreements that I had made before mm-hmm. to come back into Absolutely. play. You know, I was breaking new agreements with myself on how to be a healthier more balanced individual. And I was going back to the old school way of thinking, no, this is what's going to make me happier. Look how I've already failed in that. Cause I haven't been doing it. Yeah. Because you know, you are making neural pathways every day. And whenever you are a baby, you're making pathways that are, that are creating routes. Literally, this is, this is, mm-hmm. this is sciencey show. Oh yeah. There but we go. <laughs> you're creating pathways that teach you how to walk, that teach you how to talk that, you know, all those kinds of things. If you have a stroke, you have to recreate those pathways. Right. Mm-hmm. And so if you've, if you've done these pathways for years, mm-hmm. And they are there Mm -hmm. and your, your brain always wants to take the shortcut. Right. And so whenever you have created new pathways, even maybe they've been 10 years, you know, like I've had it, I've had this new pathway for a whole decade. Well, you know, for 30 years, you had the old pathway. Right. And so when you're down and out and weak, that one's like, Hey, I got a shortcut. (laughs) I got a shortcut. Let's take the easy road, baby. (laughs) And it really truly is in your brain. It's thought of as the easy road, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. it's a shortcut. It doesn't take as much energy and knowledge and working at it. And, Mm -hmm. you know, 
I, I, so yes, I, I understand it's, 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 I don't want to call it a battle. It's just, you know, it's an ever changing and evolving progress. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and, you know, the conversations that we've had before, I, I fully understand that because you, I can say something to you and say, you know, oh, you look, you know, you look like the embodiment of health. Mm -hmm on a physical aspect, mm-hmm. not knowing anything about your emotional and mental state right? and deciding that you're healthy, right? right. which I've totally done. And you can <laughs> choose to either buy into that agreement, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And say, well, this is what health looks like. This is, she's, she's, she's mirroring, mirroring by telling me that I look healthy. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to buy into that agreement mm-hmm. or you can choose not to buy into it. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, create your dream state. And then I, on the other hand, need to recognize that my word can create or or make a dream state or a nightmare for you. Mm-hmm. You know, something that I think people so, so willy nilly do go about saying is, oh, you look great. Oh, have you lost weight? Oh, da, da, da. Mm-hmm. And I made a I made a decision a few years ago that I wasn't going to say to somebody, have you lost weight? And I right. did it because it was a trigger for me right. when people would say it to me and I didn't like it. Yeah. And so I just wasn't going to focus on that. It was really like mm-hmm. I was trying to heal myself. Like right. I'm not going to focus on in others so that I won't focus on, on myself. Mm-hmm. But I just made that agreement that I just wasn't going to go there with people. And sometimes I could tell people that had lost weight, they get irritated. They were upset. They were upset that I didn't see them and say, Oh, you look Mm -hmm. like you've lost weight. And so I'm not really sure how to navigate that yet. But I do think that, you know, they've, they've bought into society's agreement, right? Right. That losing weight is a success and a, a positive thing and that people should notice. Um, and so, you know, I'm not in that agreement anymore and I don't know how to navigate it. But anyway, like I'm saying, we get to make the choices of what we, how we use our word. Yeah, I agree. And I did the same thing with, with, you know, and, and I, because I had made an agreement with myself, I wasn't going to focus on weight and I wasn't going to focus on weight of other people because I don't, because when I am complimenting somebody, I'm complimenting them, not on the way that they look, but something that's that's in here, yeah, like intrinsic. in their soul and yes. their heart. That's yes. very intrinsic. Not just, you know, I mean, yeah, I might be like, Oh, that's such a cute top or something, but I will not say, wow, you're like so super skinny in that top <laughs> because I feel like then that's me. I, I am, I am triggering cause it triggers for me. So I'm triggering something, you know, so it's like, I guess it's more of like a protection choo- yeah, mechanism. It's an agreement you're choosing to say. Right. It makes a difference if you look good in a top or I'll not. be like, oh my gosh, that, that brings out the color of your eyes right. or something, you know, right. something that, that, that doesn't, that's not buying into society's agreement of how we need to look, but it's something because it's, you know, I don't know. It's, I, I totally understand where you're coming from. Yeah. And that. so I try to say things like, you know, you look, you look happy, you radiant. Know, yeah. You look You're radiant. Exuding positivity. You, yes. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. what's going on in your life. That's that, you're you know, glowing. creating yeah. this, you know, just internal glow. I can just see it. You yeah. Know, you're in a good place. Yeah. You right. Know? And they can, they can talk about their weight loss if they want, if that's, yeah. if that's the thing that they want to say is attributing to it, you know, again, that's their agreement. I'm right. not going to, I'm not going to tell them, well, that's bullshit. Right. You know, like, I can't believe you did that. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's not, that's no, great. no, I think weight loss and everything. I, I don't, I don't have an issue with any of that shit. No. I just didn't want to 
create a situation where that was the focus. Right. Because I am not somebody that's focusing on weight, the weight I've lost or somebody else has lost because that I know for, you know, and we've had this conversation where it's been such an inherent part of our childhood and growing up. It's like that. I don't want that to be a main aspect of my life. Yeah. You know, it's cut the cord, cut the agreement. Right. So, and that takes work. I mean, it takes a lot of effort. So, um, but yeah, so anyway, I, we just thought that, I mean, and we're, we're going to come to the other agreements in future podcasts too, because there's some other great stuff in here. And, and, you know, like I said, I, I just, I really highly recommend this book. I will put the information in the show notes. Um, um, about, you know, what it's called and the, and the author and you can, and where you can get it. But, um, I just want to kind of close with today's topic with this quote from the first agreement. And because I feel like it's pretty relevant to everything that we've talked about today and in, in previous podcasts. So here it goes. All right. So how much you love yourself and how you feel about yourself are directly proportionate to the quality and integrity of your word. When you are impeccable with your word, you feel good, you feel happy and at peace. So I agree. I I feel like that is a goal of of most people. I mean, especially as we're entering the holiday season, we're always talking about peace on earth. Yeah. So impeccability of the word equals peace. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. And I, like I said, I have work to do on it and, uh, I plan to, I plan to get up every day and, and work to be a little bit more, uh, impeccable with my word. Mm-hmm. It's a daily, it's a daily pride. It's, it's just like training for a marathon. If you're a runner, it's, you got to do it every day. Yeah. So, yeah. Yep. Well, thank you guys for joining us and hope that this, um, little, tidbit of information helped you out. And uh, again, I highly recommend checking this book out and uh, giving it a whirl because I, I guarantee you will pull something from it. Um, yeah. Yeah, I really do. So take care, everybody. Bye. If you like the concepts you heard in this podcast, you can find me at www.lifestylelistener.com or even catch me on social media. I'm on Instagram at lifestyle underscore listener, Facebook, and Twitter.